encounter we start panning over the city we pan over to look into risk carlton and what what part of the city does risk live in oh that's a good question um there's like a weird rakdos area and that's probably where i live but i like feel like i live in like like a, a poor area of the rakdos area Mm-hmm. Uh, let me just, just real quick, like, see where they, do they have, like, an area that they live, or do they just, like, yes. live wherever? Yes. A lava, okay. I think I live, like, kind of close to the lava pit, but, like, uh, where, where, um, Rakdos actually sleeps. Um, but, like, I don't live, like, in any nice place. Like, I, I, I share a room. Like, I share, like, a, a small, like, a, maybe, um, what do they call it? Uh, like, a one-bedroom, like, an efficiency. An efficiency? Yeah. Uh, with another smaller uh, guy whose name is Ter- Terzable Blood Blazer. Mm-hmm. Um, he is also on the cast of the show of the, that I work. Um, well, and, the crew of the show. Right, that, that's right. That's what I meant, uh, the crew. He does, um, I think he does a... The outfits. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, like this place isn't great. It's very much like a sort of tenementy building where probably if things got a bit too raucous, it would like the building will sway and move, and if mm-hmm. it goes too far, it goes into the lava pit. But uh, uh, like, yeah, the price is right, yeah, and you don't absolutely. need to worry about eating. And it's, yeah, it's, you also, we have, like, a lot of, like, uh, probably ice out and stuff. Like, we, we're trying to cool the place and, and stuff. I don't know, like, what they would do for fridges, but there's probably some kind of magic, you know, casting frost spells just to, instead of an AC. Yeah. Uh, but I think it looks, at first, like, the actual place looks bigger than it is because we have a lot of, pr- like, sets, like, up against the walls and stuff. It's like when you have a bunch of mirrors in a room and that yes. adds an illusion. And yeah. like there's a lot of like uh play props and stuff that make it look like we have like a lot of that we have nice stuff but it's like cardboard. Like it's one-sided. You can't actually sit in the chair in like the couch or whatever. But uh the one of the big things is I have like a workshop where I work on the sets and then um Terzable takes up the other half of the room uh and the kitchen. Um, and he has like a big, it's like a really big sewing machine, mm-hmm. um, and, uh, like a table with like scraps and stuff. Um, and I think, uh, Terzable is a, uh, like a, like a lizard person, maybe. 
Oh, Vyashino? Yeah. I think he's like a Vyashino. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, he does not hear me come in because he's always at the sewing machine. Yeah, like you hear the... Mm-hmm. of the uh, sewing machine as uh, you come in and like it always smells like sulfur in here but like you also smell a bit of meat which is like one of those things that you don't always get to smell in here um I uh meat uh and I just kind of like I think we like we see me like nose like like really like sniffing at the air and then uh uh like kind of trying to place where it is where the meat smell is uh yeah you i mean there's not too many places where y'all would actually like put meat because you want to keep like good you want to take good care of the things that you have in here mm-hmm. and like on the small sort of mutual table there is a like freshly cooked like full video game ass like bone through a big chunk of meat and there is a note there uh attached to it uh with your name written on it um what does it say risk uh it says too risky okay um i'm going to read the note ah risky darling it's your old friend Bargus Lafier, and I have done you a wonderful favor getting you cast as the lead in The Judge's Son. First off, our first rehearsal is going to be today at about sixth hour. Hope to see you there. Bargus Lafier. And then there's a kiss at the bottom. I think I just uh, yell loud enough, like as loud as I can, to try to be heard over the thing. Like Terzaball, what time yes. is it? <laughs> he like quickly starts looking around the room because he never remembers where the real like clocks are. It is the fifth hour. Uh, crap. Uh, I think I like immediately start taking off the outfit that I was wearing and then I like grab some like practice type like tights and stuff and like as I'm putting them on I'm like running out the door and the cat uh, later we shall talk uh and I then like reach back in and grab like a big thing of meat and like run back out uh are you going to be like doing a full-on anime running to school eating as you are Getting dressed and run. Yes, absolutely. Like, all right. I need a. I need two Constitution checks here. Great. Uh, twenty-two, and then. Oh, net twenty, twenty-five. Uh yeah, you are doing perfectly fine. There is something weird about that meat, but you are, like. Full on dodging your way through here. And uh, you get to the theater early. And uh, like the director has just come in and is setting up. And it is this 
large, like stereotypical looking demon, like big naked red body, black horns on the top, big old wings, and they're just moving chairs and sighing as uh, they have to do this. Um, is this a person I might recognize? I would like you to roll a history check with, uh, I'd say, advantage. You know your theater people in town. Five or five. <laughs> you have no idea who this is. Okay. Um, I, um, like, when you see me, I think I don't have the food anymore. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm dressed, but now I'm doing, like, vocal exercises and stretches as I run. Mm-hmm. Got my, like, elbow like all the way behind my back like trying to like stretch it as i'm like me 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 and then i just like nod at the dev like the demon assuming that they have some uh thing and just kind of go to where i would assume i would like if i if this is a place i've played before or worked before uh go to the like the backstage area uh yeah this is the uh shipped pine is the name of the theater uh shipped uh chipped like chipped. chip off the old block and it's like pretty off off broadway but i mean it's consistent work and it's my first leading role so mm-hmm. which is wild because you didn't actually audition for this uh well yeah but uh, bargus Vargas is like kind of a big deal. I think I probably think they're more of a big deal than they actually are. Like mm-hmm. I buy into the hype. Uh, so, you know, and they've been so helpful, right? Like all they my have. Life. Like I definitely think they've been helpful. So uh, I, I think that they probably just did me a solid. Like they're always promising they will. Uh, are you uh risk? Yes. You must be, and I'm like just doing the double handshake thing. Blagrub Blorgug. Ah, the Blagrub Blorgug? Ah, yeah, this is a name that you've actually heard. Like, he's a fairly popular producer for Rakdos Entertainment. Um, the Blagrub Blorgug? Wow, um, it's an honor, uh, are are you directing? Yes, I mean that's why I'm here I'm moving s- chairs around right now and I'm so excited to work uh you know uh, this is this is just great. Well, you uh came highly recommended by a Vargist who when he heard that uh he wasn't getting the main part said that you would be great for it. So yeah, uh, well, uh, that's that's great. Uh, do you need me to run through some lines or anything? Uh, did you not get your copy of the script? Uh, no, you know, Bar- Bargus might have, must have uh, forgotten to drop that off. He kind of looks into you for a moment and uh, nods. I'm gonna say, uh, but you know, it's the judge's son, right? Yes, which yes. Ver- which version? Oh, 
I'm doing sort of a revival of it. Uh, so we're we're sticking to the old story, but we're we're moving around some other ideas within it. So here, I, I've got an extra copy. You, you did arrive early, so. Uh, and which of the two main characters am I? Uh, what I want to try to do is go off, like, off book, try to remember lines from the judge's son, like, do a performance. Uh, roll me a, uh, roll me a history check to see what you know about the judge's son. Okay. <laughs> I don't know much. That does not mean I'm not going to try to do a, a performance from it. Mm -hmm. I just don't remember the lines, right? <laughs> Uh, yeah, what did he... Sorry, I forgot to open up the dice pool. Uh, I really oh, yeah, you got... <laughs> oh, is that a... Okay, I was going to say, is that a six with a natural one? Uh... Oh, it is. Well, no, no, you... it's a it's a five. Yeah, plus one. Yeah. You're, you're going to be playing Jovan. Who... And he briefly, like, goes into the, uh rundown. Uh, Jovan is the son of an Azorius judge who believes that, like, living beings are naturally good and is unable to lie or deceive anyone and always makes an effort to help each help out those in need. Mm -hmm. And while he's traveling across the districts of Ravnica, he falls in with a couple of non-guild people who are like, oh, well, we are going to exploit the fuck out of this. And because he is such a good guy, he quickly moves to, like, completely disgracing himself, defacing himself, defiling himself, because he won't say no, and they basically phase, phrase everything as a, this is what you need to do to help us out. And okay. so... He returns home, and his father, the judge, doesn't recognize him anymore. And without the support that he had, he's basically struggling to accept the grace of others until basically he falls in with Arachnos, and they teach him the important rule that the only people to be nice to are the ones who have the ticket. Uh-huh. Um, I'm going to... Uh... I just like turn to a random page, I guess, and try to do a like, you know, pra just practicing since I'm here a little early. I'm gonna do a a performance. Yeah. And roll with advantage because you literally have the script in your hand. Okay. And also, like, this is almost insultingly a role that I don't think Risk would feel it, but it's like. Oh, yeah, of course Risk would be the guy who is right. happy-go-lucky and is easily tricked and everything, so... And also, there are parallels with my family and then joining Rakdos. Mm-hmm. Uh, 5 plus 7, 12? Uh, and with advantage, because you actually oh, have right. the script. Uh, uh, 21. Yeah, like, you do a really good job. Like, you're able to tap into a part of you that is very true. I feel like I tear up during the part. Like, I just, like, naturally tear. Like, I don't cry, but, like, the tears are in the eyes, like, kind of thing. Yeah, like, it is 
very convincing and Vlad Rug kind of like looks up from moving as you're uh, doing this dry line read and like kind of nods like he wasn't entirely sure what Bargist was putting him onto and he says well that's good save some of it for when the rest of the cast gets here and like the rest of the performance goes well and you note that Argus has actually been cast as your understudy for this. Okay. Okay. And that is when we are going to switch gears to check in with another member of our parties. So Urza starts her morning off early and routinely almost the same every day. She lives in Precinct 1. It's a very, very nice, almost too nice neighborhood. Um, the streets are immaculately clean. There's no trash anywhere. Everybody's dressed nicely. Um, in the Precinct 1, there's not too many people that actually live there. And those who do mainly work here. Um, she lives within the Orzova's church. Her barracks are, uh, kind of off to the side, and she starts her morning off probably before the sun rises, and she does her prayers, and, uh, once she finishes her prayers in her room. She kind of dresses for the day and her main goal is to make it down to the church opening because uh, she is to collect penance from the guests as they enter the church. Oh, and just a reminder that this is like uh, the same day that you got done with that first big mission. So. Okay. So once she would have returned back, let's see, about what time of the day do you suppose? Uh, it's like five o'clock in the afternoon. Okay. So by five o'clock in the afternoon, once she returns to the church, she would be collecting the tithing plates from the churches, uh, they have kind of like little locked up boxes here and there for people to drop money in. And she would go around unlocking said chest and collecting everything to bring it up to the Viscopa Bank. Um, a lot of people are returning home for the day. I'd assume there's a lot of people traversing the promenade and people leaving the bank and the church and uh, actually, like, as you're collecting the money, one of your contacts comes in, uh, Enoch, who, uh, do you have a description in mind for Enoch? Um. If not, I, I've got something. No, I, d I don't have one in particular. Uh, so Enoch is a tax collector for the church, which means a lot of things. Uh, he is very large and built, but he's sort of dressed in a, like, 
monk's robes and a cassock. But it, it, it almost feels like a stereotypical uh, strong man, like a bouncer dressed like a monk in these black and white and gold robes. And he uh, comes and says, Urzel, I need your help for a mission. She kind of sets the money plate down on top of the box and turns to look towards him. And she kind of cocks a curious brow and crosses her arms. She's like, you need my help this late in the day. You know I have my duties to attend to. Yes, but this is a duty that I am not suited for. I can take the money in for you. But this is something that needs your faith and your touch. She kind of stares at him blankly a few seconds. And she's, she kind of leans forward towards him. Are you going to tell me what you need my help with? There is a woman who is speaking out against the church. And she has gathered a crowd around her. And it is something where if we do not diffuse this carefully, we all look... Mm-hmm. We are not doing our duty to the church, if you understand what I mean. She kind of half smiles and uh, walks beside him and kind of gestures for him to lead the way for her. She says, uh, you can give me more details on the way. And so he guides you through the streets out of the nicer area and sort of more into the working class neighborhoods surrounding the uh, core of the Orzov church. And there is a woman who looks to be somewhere in her like late 60s. Her hair is still got a bit of color in it, but parts of it have rapidly turned green. And she is standing on a box and saying, Our children, our families, are nothing but money. This is not a church meant to help people. My husband and children die, and because they owe money for their own funeral, they do not get to lie in rest. They are resurrected as thralls. Is this who we seek help from? Are there no better places who are not moved by the coin as much as they are moved by the need for life? And uh, this is not a woman who you've really seen in church uh, or any of the services that you run, partially because she probably doesn't make the trek out there. But uh, there's a few people who are, like, nodding along and listening to her. And are like, oh, maybe she's got a point. Hmm. So, as... 
Urza approaches the crowd, she is going to intently listen to the woman and let her finish speaking as she stands amongst them. Um, as she finishes speaking, Urza is going to call out to the woman to try to get her attention. And she's going to uh, politely introduce herself. And uh, she kind of bows her head and uh, uh, kind of um, steps to the side of the crowd. And she says, please, please, there is no need for such hatred to be preached around these parts. I know your family has been wronged, but this does not speak for the church itself. Young woman, I have lived at least two of your lifetimes, unless you are longer lived than I see. I have seen many people who come and listen to your church preaching, and they do not find what they are promised. They do not find wealth. They do not find they find themselves in the grave, if they are lucky, and still working streets after their death is thralls, if they are like so many of us. People innately believe what they want to believe, but my church and my lady is far more understanding than these and she kind of gestures around just in general the other church in this precinct these churches i cannot speak for them but my lady is most merciful and she would not have allowed your poor family to be treated as such so if I pray to your lady in your church, you let my sons and husband die and stay buried. She kind of nods her head and uh, she kind of brings out a, a small parchment of paper as uh, it has a brief but vague description and as she hands the parchment to the woman she says our lady is not without mercy all sins can be forgiven assuming you're willing to pay the penance we don't wish to see you suffer nobody wishes to see anybody suffer but our church we will take care of you while you walk this plane, and we will guide you thereafter. So you want me to move my debt to you? Well, not to me per se, but you'd have to come to the church and speak to my lady. She does the old lady spit on the ground and walks off 
Margosha Kakashi is not a fool, and she will not be silenced, for she speaks the truth. And she picks up her box and goes to walk off. Uh, I'd like to turn to everybody and... Uh... Yeah, so she's going to turn towards everyone and offer them kind of a sorrowful expression and says, I do not deny this woman has been wronged, but her experience cannot speak for all of us. We are all allowed to choose whom we lay our burdens with. The only fact of the matter is that we all have them. And... If you come with me to the church and speak to my lady, you will see that your experience will be far better than hers was. Ah, roll me a persuasion check. Sixteen. Some of the people are like, well, see? She knows what she's talking about. She knows that the church isn't going to be lying to us. And so a few of them, uh, so like the majority of them, uh, go back uh, with you. I assume you lead them to your church. I will look over towards Enoch and kind of uh, gesture for him to come over to me and... uh... I want to ask if all is taken care of here. It is good enough for now. She is not looking for a fight. uh, A faith that is not tempered by doubt is not a strong faith. Well, if you don't mind, I would like to take these patrons over to the church. Well... I appreciate you doing your duty, and may your day and night be blessed. She smiles and uh, kind of walks ahead of the few people that stayed behind with her, and uh, she's going to lead them over back to the Orzova church and uh, try to set them up into the rows. And, uh, yeah, we kind of zoom out as uh, you've kind of gotten a new flock for a impromptu evening mass. So I think, I think after the encounter, um, Esefe is going, you know, to return to the specific uh, hall of the conclave where she stays and is going to seek out... Um, her mentor, mm-hmm. um, which I had, but uh, who's Aaron, mm-hmm. and um, she's she's basically seeking her out um, to try and talk about the day's events while uh, skirting the reason she was there, um, since the this whole mission is supposed to be a secret mm-hmm. 
so you like come into Aaron's room in the conclave, which is very much like vines that have been formed in this sort of lattice pattern. So sun can come in during the day, even though it's evening now. It's very calming. Like the sounds of the city are sort of just instantly silenced as soon as you walk in, and Aaron is in the, in here. Uh, what is Aaron's gender? Uh, so Aaron is a female elf. Okay. And um, description-wise, I kind of picture her as just like, she looks ancient. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so being an elf means that she's probably really, really ancient. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's got just moon white hair. And her skin is um, kind of like parchment. Mm-hmm. It has that complexion to it. Ah, father and sister, you have been out for today. I trust you have been guided. I have. I have found a new, a new path to help the conclave, to spread the conclave's grace. Truly, it is a blessed day. What, pray tell, will you be doing? If today holds any sign, I will be, I will be saving many lives and curing many many wounds there is movement within the city yes the city lives as do all things and protecting that life And nurturing it is truly a blessed thing that can be done, and should be done. If you seek my wisdom, it will be granted to you. I wish... I'm trying to think what she's asking here. Um, Or what she asks for here. Um, How can I better deliver... Matsalesni's light where I go. She pauses for a moment. And then with a wry smile, she looks up and says, You carry it within you. How do I then how do I shine? She kinda asks <laughs> pausing on that last word. She pauses for a moment and smiles again and says, You already do. Seth is going to smile at that. And have you, 
Have you already had your evening tea, teacher? Yes, I have. But I appreciate you asking. Do you seek service at this time? No, I'm... I'm well and content. But I wanted to make sure that you... You were as well. Understood. If you do, Herska has been given a mission that tasks them greatly, but that is their burden and you are not required to pick it up for them. Did, has Herska, is Herska at the stables? Not at this time. She searches. Very well, I understand. And I shall, I shall search with her and help what she may seek. Then go with Ma Celestia's blessing. Mm, thank you, blessed teacher. Asemi's going to bow before she leaves the room. And, uh, yeah, Herska's not where you sort of expect her to be, so if you want to do a uh, investigation or a perception check to try and find out where she is right now, uh, feel free to roll. Alrighty, let's do that perception. That is a 16. Oh, yeah, you find her uh, pretty quickly, what does she look like? She looks a, a little, a little wild, almost, uh, for the conclave, um, where she has long blonde hair that, uh, clearly was braided at some point, probably not today, or maybe even this week, so it's <laughs> kind of coming, uh, coming apart and just frizzed out all over her head. Um, her, uh, she has like a armored tunic, but her arms are bare and you can see that there's a lot of, uh, I mean, there's the muscle, def muscular definition, but there's also scars running up, um, from her hands up. Mm -hmm. Um, she's clearly a, uh, a, a hardened fighter for the conclave. Right now, you kind of see her doing a, like, looking, she is looking for something very obviously, but this is coming from a person who has never had to look for something this way. So, like, she is, like, looking under the gaps of, like, buildings where maybe a mouse could go in and out of there, <laughs> and is just like you sense this stress coming off of her. Yeah. Um, rec yeah, recognizing the stress. I mean, Nisef is going to make a beeline to her friend. And then, um, and like as, as she's approaching, call out, Herska, what, what are you doing down there? Ah, ah, shit. Ah, uh, Oh, uh, hey, hey, SFA, uh, 
Um, she's kind of like processing a bunch of emotions right now. Ah. Bronco's hammer went missing and I'm supposed to find it. And you thought the hammer might be under this building? Potentially? Uh, I've gone through the armory and double-checked that. I've gone through the bunks three times until they told me to let them go back to sleep and that I'm disturbing the peace. I've gone through the gardens they quickly moved me out of there. I'm doing a bunch of I, I'm very good at searching. I, I I think you know that. It's it's not around here. And uh yeah. Could it could it have left the guild hall? When would do you know when the last time it was seen? Rocco doesn't know, so I'm I maybe a few days ago? Because that's when we were training. And Bronco, yeah. Yeah, no, it's at least three days. Three days ago was the last time that I saw him, because that was when we did weapons training, and I almost got him. But then I I forget that he has the trunk. It, yeah, yeah. It's the, the trunk gets you every time. Yeah, yeah, it's like an extra limb. Well, hammers very well don't have legs, especially not a hammer as big, large as Broncos. Yeah, yeah. But I... You're using that wisdom thing on me, aren't you? Only somewhat. Just trying to help a friend. I... I appreciate it. So you're saying if I'm not seeing it around here, it's probably somewhere not here, right? Most likely. That would That would be my guess. Would you like assistance exploring the city? Uh, yes. Yes, please. Uh, I mean, should I also ask people around here? I, I probably should ask people around here. It certainly can't hurt. But don't forget, if you are going... If you're going to go out into the city, you'll cover much more ground if you remember your mount. Good. Good point. Good point. And she quickly blows a uh, whistle and her riding wolf just runs out and sort of skids to a halt. Uh, is gonna reach down and, like, ruffle the wolf's ears. 
you see its tail wag happily. Um, so, yeah, so it was perfect. Uh, why don't you two start here and work your way out? Ask the friends within the guild hall. I shall start. Uh, Trying to think of locations within Ravnica. Um, I will start at the promenade and see if anybody has seen the Loxodon's Warhammer walking about. Thank you. I I owe you big. A debt we pass back and forth every day. All right, can you roll me a investigation check? Absolutely. All right, investigation. That is a 17. So as you are, like, getting ready to head out, you remember one thing that Perska probably didn't think of, which is there is a Druce and a Dryad who sort of are living in trees at the main promenade that might be a good place to start. Like, Perska's maybe a bit too looking for a fight at times to really get along with them. Sure. All right, yeah, so uh, Sefe's going to, um, making, I mean, making her way to the promenade is going to, is going to first seek out the assistance of the Dryad. Uh, so, uh, Casimir, who is the Druze, which is apparently the, like, correct term for a male Dryad, just comes out as this, like, very well-built guy made out of, like, oak wood. And is like, Mmm, Sefe, beautiful. How do you do? I'm I'm so sorry. What well, you said the name was Kaz Casimir. Casimir, thank you. Uh, Sefe's gonna like make a small bow and and you know hail Casimir. Uh, I'm I am well. The weather is nice. Uh, to the day has been invigorating. Uh, how how is the promenade? It is living with life that we do not live. It is full of stories and adventure that outnumber the leaves on my home a hundredfold, maybe a hundred hundredfold. How, and how do you enjoy being able to watch these multitude of stories go? It is what it is. I sometimes see things that begin to fall that may not take root for decades, centuries, even longer. And that is truly the wonderful thing. Divination is a gift. But so is being able to enjoy things as they are. In truly, truly, you wouldn't, you wouldn't have happened to see an errant warhammer these la this these last few days. Is that what Herska's looking for? 
Have have you seen Herska's attempts to search? The flower bits told me. It is well-intentioned, but not so well executed. Truly, uh, truly. Though people can be blind to the intentions of many people. But, uh, you you were asking about a Warhammer, a Laxdon Warhammer. There was a strange-looking satyr I have not seen in a while uh, who came through and left carrying such a device, such a weapon. must be quite the determined satyr to lug a warhammer. Uh, which... Do you remember which district they went towards? They went to the promenade, and uh, that's... That is about as far as I know. But there are not too many of them who do not live within the Grace of Ma Celestia. So... That is true. We should be... This should be a satyr who is easy to find. I yes. I appreciate your observational skills and uh, assistance, Casimir. And I appreciate a pair of ears to talk into. I always enjoy our talks. And I shall... I, re- I shall return soon for more stories, but I think for now I should spare Herska's efforts uh, to give her this lead. Fair enough. Have a wonderful evening, my friend. And you as well. Selesnia's uh, blessing. And, um, Estefe's going to start making her way back towards the guild hall. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, taking her time just to make sure that she doesn't pass Herska interviewing somebody on one of the side streets or areas. Uh, oh, uh, like, you hear a loud clattering and, like, Herska runs out of one of the, like, mess hall is probably not the word for the Celestia vibe like one of the cafeterias and just looks like she has maybe a quarter of a bowl of salad like stuck through her hair and like there's (laughs) some angry voices coming out of that herska my my friends yes how goes the interviews the chef made it clear it is not in the salad It's just going to chuckle and um, start picking the greens out of Herska's hair. Um, she kind of like gives you a glare for a moment and then like moves your hand away so she can start doing it. Yeah. Uh, uh, 
weren't you going out into the city? I I did indeed. Uh, where I was fortunate enough to meet my friend, you know, Casimir. Yes, I know Casimir. Uh, Casimir uh, was so helpful to let me know that he saw a satyr lugging a Loxodon's warhammer through the promenade. Then I guess I'll have to descend into the dark heart of the city, corrupted by greed and blood and jealousy, hoping to not fall to its dark taint myself, where my fury on behalf of nature might be turned against all living beings, as though I were some mad woman. Asefe is going to just like smack the back of her head at that point. Oh. Be like, I will accompany you and restrain you from your madness. Let us let us find this Warhammer before Bronco starts pulling apart the promenade. You think that he would start doing that before doing his own investigation? He will if I tell him. Give me a uh, give me an insight check. Ooh, that is an eight. Uh, you have a brief thought of something, but like before you can put your uh, mind around it, it is gone. Excellent. And... Uh, oh, go ahead. Oh, no, no, no. I was just, so I was going to start tugging at her scut to start making our way um, back towards the promenade. And we cut over now to Arafine. Where's Arafine at right now? Oh, I don't know. I think uh, probably frequenting uh, their favorite local watering hole, uh, listening to the chatter uh, in the way that uh, young egalitarians will do looking for a, 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 a platform or a, a debate or something along those lines. Is, uh, like, this watering hole, like, a primarily simic place? Um, I think so, yeah. Yeah, so I, I'm sort of picturing, like, one of those bars where it's like, oh, yeah, no, this is, like, a vapor of bourbon. Or, like, you could have this pate that is whiskey infused. Like it's all very <laughs> non-standard ways to get drunk. Uh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's it, it's like a bunch of scientists one-upping themselves on bullshit. Yes. And uh, you are uh, like, do you typically drink alone? Do you look for people that you know? Uh, I think uh, I think Arafine generally looks for people that they know um, and is generally kind of listening to uh, like the best the best comparison I can think of is like uh, college bars for really 
like politically minded, smart college students who have nothing to do but argue with one another. Oh yeah. Like um, ones that are named the library or something. Yeah. Uh, and so like, I think Arafine just kind of likes to while away the time here, uh, listen to arguments, go back and forth, sometimes participate, sometimes, uh, you know, just, just watch it. Um, and yeah, just generally feel engaged without doing anything actually useful yet. All right. Uh, roll me a quick perception check as you get into the, or after you like ordered your bar to sort of figure out if you see anyone, you know, sure. Let's see here. That is a 20. Uh, yeah, you see uh, Timmy Leslie, uh, one of your fellow researchers who is uh, kind of drinking and flipping through a book as they are reading. Uh, okay. Um, Arafine's going to kind of go and uh, is Timmy at a, like at a table? or? Yeah. Uh, yeah, so Arafine's just going to go and drop down in a seat opposite and be like... What news? Well, uh, there is always a lot of news that is going on. Uh, Nothing in this book. This is all old information. Though, if you'd be interested in earning a favor from me, I have a favor to ask from you first. Uh. Can I tell what the uh, what the book is? Uh, roll a insight, or uh, roll an invest investigation or perception of your choice. I'll do it on the perception. Seventeen. Uh, it looks to be a scientific journal of some something or someone. Okay. Um, I think uh, Arabian's kind of going to glance at it for a minute as uh, Tamei mentions it and then uh, listen into what they're saying. And uh, what what's the favor? What are you looking for? Uh, and just for reference, what is Tamei Leslie? Do you have any thoughts in your mind for that? Or uh, I do not. Uh, they are, like you, another Simic hybrid. And uh, they have, like, a pair of sort of vestigial wings that they got on themselves. But otherwise, they sort of have a standard, uh, like, humanoid form with uh, more of, like, a greener skin. Okay. And uh, I need someone to try out a new graph for me. A new graft, you say? Yes. I, uh, I've not been hitting the quotas, and the quarterly review is almost up, and I, I just need to hit those numbers. Aren't there... I mean, isn't the, the whole point of looking forward to try and find new ways, new methods? Aren't graphs a bit, uh, well, I don't know, backwards... Yeah, but I mean, my my reports that I have are, I need to hit a certain number of graphs, and then if I'm going to do anything else that's going to be 
more advanced. They want to know that, but they need to see that I can at least hit their scores. Otherwise, it's like, oh, yes, I put my name on this test, but I filled out nothing else. Except for, oh, this beautiful masterpiece that I painted on the back that nobody really cares for. I mean, you know what it's like if you're doing something that they, the heads up, have no interest in. You might as well just go and join the Grull. Well, I mean, I suppose what, uh, I don't know. It just feels like we're supposed to be pushing for something here. And I feel like whenever we trap ourselves in these outmoded ways of thinking, then, you know, we're, we're wasting time that we could be using on something much more productive. It, what is the, what's the graft? Tell me about it. Uh, all right. So I've been doing a lot of research on creatures that produce and project poison. And so the way that it should work is that the graft is fully set. And I, I just take that off of the creature, put it onto you, and then you can spit poison. Spit poison, you say? Yes. And what are the risks? Uh, if it gained some other ability instead. So there's no... I'm not going to... You're not going to accidentally poison my bloodstream here? Oh, no, no. What what sort of creature would poison their own bloodstream? Like well, I'm not, I'm not saying that it's intentional. I'm just curious. Well, I mean, for, for a level of things, the graphs work on, like, a idealized understanding of them, of what the creature's abilities are. I mean, if we graph something, or if we, like, use a graph on something's wings, it's not like it's going to take some other part of that creature and you don't get the wings. It's like, the wings are the thing we're going for. Uh, except in my case, but that's because I accidentally used it on something with vestigial wings, but it adds character. I see. Well, uh, very well. I suppose we can give it a shot. Uh, where would you, what would you like me to do? Uh, I mean, we can finish our drinks, we can have a bit more conversation, and then we head back to the lab. I get the recording set up, we get the graft on, make sure that you can spit poison, we get some records on that, and then we're, we're good, we're good. Uh, I mean, you probably want to keep it on for a bit just in case you need to spit poison, or whatever weird things you're getting up to. I mean, what was up with that? You weren't in building today I, I came looking for you earlier for science purposes oh yes uh i i went on a bit of a walk and uh met some strange individuals and uh then there was a large uh vine monster type thing uh i had to subdue it and do my best to protect some of the the civilians that were about Wait, you, I mean, if you want to talk to those new people you met and were like, hey, do you want to be able to spit poison? 
I would also be fine doing that. I mean, I know it's probably not going to kill you, but, you know, getting some outside blood in is never too much of a problem. Well, I suppose I could check up with them and see, but, uh... You'd be looking at a pretty significant delay, I imagine, before I could find them again and have that conversation. And, you know, you know the way some of the other guilds are not not as receptive to the way we do things around here. Yeah, they're pretty illogical. So it's probably, I mean, if you've got to hit your quotas, it's probably best that I just help you directly. Fair, fair. Well, can I get you another drink before we do this thing? Uh, Arafine kind of pounds what they have left and uh, kind of slaps the the glass on the table and, and gives a shake of their head and says, no, no, uh, best not waste time, I suppose. Fair enough. And, like, the screen wipes when we get into the lab where uh, Kebe just has their science set up, put in, and there is in a, like, human-sized petri dish this large gross purple-looking creature that is heavily sedated with a bunch of the uh like cytoplasts on it that are used for grafting and uh is just like all right uh where do you want this thing as she like rips one off uh Arifin kind of like watches this for a second and quirks a brow and then is like, well, if I'm spitting poison, I suppose there's only one possible location. The lake. Well, the tail, technically. Well, uh, Arifin kind of like looks around themselves like, I don't remember having a tail, but. Oh, right. No, that was that weird truth dream that I had. Have you considered getting a tail? Because, I mean, no more getting knocked down. It's great. I... I, It's not generally a a problem that I struggle with. Ah, uh-huh. Well, progress marches on I I assume your throat then, or where do you want to be? Yes, let's, let's, let's set that up. And, uh, she takes this, like, Clementine, this sized orb, and just puts it onto your throat. Uh, Romie can save. Oh no, that's a five. <laughs> you black out. And I, I think we will quickly uh, fade from this scene. You pass out uh, to uh, risk. Aha, unmuted. Yes. Hello again. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, so yeah, the the first like dry read of the play with everybody went really well. You only made it through like the first act before everyone just had like oh. Sorry, I've got an improv group that I need to go to, and then like a third of the cast left. Mm-hmm. Of course. This, and, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm probably doing set at somebody's uh in in some play, but uh, 
I, I think it's uh I have actually some time probably to go back uh to my place. Uh on your way back, yeah. that is when uh you run into uh someone you had met earlier that day. Oh a Cife. Um Yes. Uh does the Cife and... look similar to what you I saw a Cife before? Yeah, she's gonna be uh, I don't think that she's going to have changed, so she's going to still have her standard uh, clerical armor. Yeah. Okay. That Slesnia garb and insignia and all of that. I look very different, right? I had oh, like a right. really <laughs> elaborate like uh, Rakdos costume. Um, now I am um, in what's it called? Like just like a black jumpsuit. Um, and you can uh, you can see now like I, my makeup is kind of smudging. I look very much like a like a de- some type of demon, but as my makeup is smudging, you can see that it's like not like I've been wearing it for like two days. I'm not actually like demonish. Um, and while I am like very hairless, you can see that like everywhere that skin is showing, my stubble is coming in. Like uh, on my like the the tights don't like leave a lot to the imagination right like but my legs are getting really like you can see there's like a lot of stubble there too yeah i, don't, I was gonna say i don't think a is gonna recognize risk mm-hmm. um i think i just like stop in the middle of the street i'm probably like i don't know maybe like talking to someone from like the the thing and i just step out of that conversation and like step in front of you and i'm like you Saved my life. Asefe is going to take the jumpsuit and the makeup and everything in and just... I'm sorry, friends. I... I don't seem to recall that. Um, Yeah, that's a Rakdos guy. Why? You're not a, a... You're not associated with them. Are you? Matsalesnia's blessing um, goes to all. Oh. Yeah, Ma- Matsalesnia's blessing to you, says uh, Herska, riding her wolf. Um, without, like, the first time that somebody says Matsalesnia's blessing, with like, as an instinct, right? Like, the way people do, just under right. my breath I say it, but, like, not like... Like, it's like uh, the way that if someone starts the Lord's Prayer and you used to be he's Catholic. with you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, and also with he, you. He just, like, says it, and then, like, you can, uh, he's like, uh, and then he says to the whoever he was walking with, he's like, eh, go on without me, go on without me, I'll meet up with you. And I'm like, what are you doing down here? We are searching for a friend's weapon that has gone missing. Oh yeah, that's that's really unfortunate. Um, and uh, I uh, am like, are you? Which way are you going? I have to get. Cha- I have to get like changed. This is like stage kind of. Do you want to? Do you mind walking with me? No, we don't. G- Who is this? <laughs> this is my guildmate and. Friends. A- ally in arms. Ally in arms. Um, I just my ally. I just take both of like his hand in both of my hands, and I'm like, the name's Risk. Like I'm just like right up in his business, and I'm like, the name's Risk. Hi, Risk. 
Um, we met yesterday at a thing, and then I give like the war, like the most overacty wink to you. Did you come to the soup kitchen yesterday? Yes, I fixed the I fixed the uh the stove, <laughs> and uh the the conclave is grateful for your assistance. Um, as I was gonna say, just like staring down risk at this point, uh-huh. like she's just like locked in. <laughs> Do you know about a satyr with a locks down warhammer? Uh, I think I'm gonna have to roll some kind of save here. Yeah, roll a deception. <laughs> okay. Uh, I don't know if deception, I think I'm caught off guard more than anything, right? Like, but yeah, uh, I'll do deception. That makes sense. Oh, nat 20. Uh, I, also like, nat 20. Uh, I, 27. Uh, I, so I like clop a little bit. Like I like step, uh, on the sidewalk, uh, but like catch myself and like just start walking in a slightly different way um, to make it seem like I don't have hooves. Um, and I'm like, oh, no, no. In these, in this area? Um, and I like rub, you see me rub my like chin and like my eyebrow raises a little bit. And I'm like, uh, yeah, yeah, I need, uh, what, what? What was the... What, what was it? Is it important? It was, uh... Yes, it was one of our friend, dear friends' treasured, reprised weapons. Uh-huh. It is the missing Loxdon Warhammer of General Bronco, one of the strongest and bravest fighters in the Celestia Conclave, who will not rest and will not let me rest until we find it. Also, I do want to comment, I love that Risk is doing a reverse Torgo. A reverse what? A reverse Torgo. I don't... From Manos, the Hands of Fate. I don't know this. What is Torgo? Uh, Torgo uh, is a guy who is a druid in... Or, who is a satyr in the movie, who rigged up a special pair of pants, but... The film was lit and shot so poorly that even though he's supposed to be walking weird, it's hard to catch it, especially in the MST3K uh, okay. kind of film. Um, could you repeat the name of the dude? General Bronco. And he's like probably like forgiving. And then like before anyone can respond, he says, is there a reward? <laughs> yes, the the grace of Mount Celestia. That's a no. This is me. Um, and then I'm like, can y'all wait down here for a moment? Um, and uh, I head upstairs, and like I feel like I change very quickly, mm-hmm. but I'm back down and I'm like dressed in like a really elaborate costume. But there is a moment where in my apartment we do see my collection of hammers and. They are arranged smallest to biggest, and I feel like it pans over to the Loxodon Warhammer, <laughs> and then I just like throw the black. I throw my black, uh, like uh, what's it called, uh, tights over it, 
Uh, and then I uh, look to see, I just like uh, see that uh, my roommate, is my roommate still working on uh, sewing stuff? Oh, they have fallen asleep Okay, at the table, which is pretty common for them. I um, I take some of like their, uh, I take like a, a set of their um, measurement, like the, what, what are they called? Like a tape measure kind mm-hmm. of thing. Um, and then I'm, I like, I think I'm like in like a really like red, red, black, uh, like, uh, pants. I'm in, uh, tall boots that look like they have feet. Um, and (laughs) so when I come back down, I am like a foot taller and I have fresh, I'm freshly shaved, freshly makeup. I look kind of demonic again. Uh, roll a, yeah. Okay. So you're just like sprucing yourself up. Yeah. Like I just, uh, but I was trying to. Di- I am disguising myself. Mm-hmm. It's a disguise I do all the time, but it is still a disguise, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, if you want me to roll, I can do that. Oh uh, well, what is you're you're just making yourself look good the way that you want to look. You're not necessarily trying to throw them off of your sale. Well, I did specifically mention that uh, I have like stubble. I feel like because. I mean, I'm just like, you know, uh, out of character. Because I'm a satyr, my hair grows super quickly is what I was thinking. So yeah, I yeah, literally yeah. shave twice, three times a day. So it is a natural practice thing, but I am doing it because if I don't do it, people will t- be able to tell I'm a satyr. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you want me to roll, I would like... Oh, no, that's fine. Okay. That's fine. Um, but yeah, I, I come back down, um, and you can see that there is a bandolier of small hammers that I'm wearing, and then other than that, I'm wearing, like, a bunch of, uh, like, similar tights, but these are, like, very shiny, um, and a small head cage, um, just like- So it- it, What's that? So it clicks for a seat thing. Right. Yeah, the, the moment the, like, the head cage- Right. (laughs) And I'm like, uh, excellent. Uh, so what, what are we doing tonight? We are, if, uh, continuing, uh, our search through, uh, someone down here must have seen this satyr and, uh, will have information for us. Uh, we cannot stop or return until we have this information. I believe Herska has been quite clear about the motivation that General Bronco has instilled in us. Yes. You know, there are probably going to be a lot of people at, um, the, at the, uh, like at some nightclub. I'm trying to think of like a name of a, a nightclub in, uh, Ravnica. Uh, what would be a cool, like the roustabouts, maybe. Yeah, that works. Uh, it's like there's gonna be a lot of people at the roustabouts. Uh, we, we could ask lots of people there. Uh, there's going to be another uh, insight check. And, uh, Roll a roll a deception check because you know where the fucking hammer is. I definitely know where the hammer is. 
when you were doing the thing and I was muted, I was I started I started laughing a lot because I didn't realize it at first uh, uh-huh. what you were doing. <laughs> Twenty-two. I got twenty-three on insight. Sifei, I think he's trying to get into your hindquarters. <laughs> what is the person? What is the other person there? Uh, so that is Herska. She's a, a Slesnia wolf rider. What is it? Is, um, she rides a wolf yes, instead of a horse. She's a human. Okay. okay. Think about a human knight that rides a wolf. Um, I say like uh, I say I barely know a Cifei, but like maybe if either of you were lucky or somebody at Rastabouts, who knows? The knight is young. How do you know her name? I told you we did a thing last night. Cifei was... at this point is going to kind of like catch the top of the head cage uh-huh. and just like <laughs> hold risk still for a second uh-huh and then just um what kind of place is this roused about um drinking dancing fire knives like you know just like a cool it's a it's like a, a it's a discotheque basically that doesn't seem ideal for asking questions. Or hammer related. <laughs> I, I swear to you both, we will get hammered. Wait, what's like, like what's the, like a, a Celestia oath? I make like a perfect Celestia oath, right? Like, like I swear on uh, the, tr- I swear on the grand tree, right? Like we will yeah. get hammered. And then I, like, point at all of the hammers, and I'm like, and I know my hammers. And I feel like you it would probably click with the head cage, you holding the head cage, that last time you saw me, I had a Celestia Warhammer, like, prominently displayed on my back. Oh, see, I, I did not remember that. Um... Uh, it is a it is a thing it is a thing that I would that I mentioned several times, but like mm-hmm. that was also two weeks ago. But like, right? Yeah, uh, I do feel you <laughs> did we beat my deception check, so I feel like you'd you'd probably like there's like a yeah, like now now it connects back together. Like you see a silhouette of Risk's costume, and then like a hammer that has been slid in behind there, and the two parts like separate, and it's like. Bah, 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 bah. Um, yeah, so, like, while still holding, yeah, I, I guess so that at the point then, you know, still holding the head cage, um, Asefe is going to, there wouldn't, there wouldn't be more hammers upstairs, would there, Risk? I mean, I, I bet it's a, it's a small apartment, <laughs> or it's like a, it's like a, like a, a apartment building, like, there's, I guarantee you there's hammers in there, that's, look, do, there wouldn't happened to be a Selesnian warhammer upstairs. And I'd say, well, let me ask you this. 
Um, and then still like your head, your your hand is like holding my the head cage, and I just like pull the tape measure like from your hand to like your uh like armpit, and I'm like, what size are you? I told you, he's trying to get in. Her skanks. No, I'm trying to fit you for bet for for a an outfit. Like we t- we talked about this. We need matching outfits. It's at a the whole, soup kitchen. Like right at the soup kitchen. This is at the where right, you fix where I where you yeah. fix the stove. Yep. <laughs> I think this is a dead end. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. Um, I'm like, uh, you know what? I'll tell you this. I will, and I feel like I'm like maybe on to the fact that I've been like you asked if there were other hammers. I'm like, <laughs> I'll, I'll help you find your hammer if you help me get everybody others, everybody else's measurements, because we need. We, we're gonna need to like to pick a theme. We have to yeah. pick all these things. Like it's just like a lot of things for this again for the soup kitchen league, the bowling league. Team morale is very important. Yes, and uh, as I was gonna like look at Herska real quick and then mm-hmm. be like, I will. I will come back with their measurements and then together we can find that hammer. And then she's, she'll let go of Risk's uh, head cage. Uh-huh. Uh, and, uh... I like drop slightly, like I was being held up. <laughs> like, like... Right, because the centaur is holding you up. Right, yeah. exactly. Uh, I'm like, it's a deal. Um, but uh, I still roustabouts is going to be it's it's going to be good. I'm buying. I got two rolls in the last two days. We will. Uh, we shall see where our path takes us, and perhaps we will end up at this roustabouts. We will not end up at this roustabouts. <laughs> I think at this point, Asefe is going to start like just walking away mm-hmm. and tugging at uh herska's arm at this point is just like this 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 interaction is only going to get worse the longer that herska is here uh-huh herska does like the two fingers at my eyes two fingers in your eyes <laughs> i'm watching you uh-huh I, and i i think i'm like posing like model posing as i'm being wa- like like uh like i i know enjoy the show <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly and with that confrontation, that is where we're going to end this second episode of Established Property Playhouse, Ravnica.
listening to Established Property Playhouse Ravnica. I am your Game Master, Luke. Uh, I use he, him, sometimes they, them. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at, at Coltreg, that's K-O-L-T-R-E-G, and you can find my other podcast projects at LukeHair, L-U-K-E-H-E-R-R.com, which includes uh, Domance Dawn, my weird Simpsons and One Piece mashup podcast, Exiled, my long-running uh, Marvel fanfic podcast, RPG Palace Club, another actual play that I run, and much more along with comics work and various things that I have written. And then, uh, Alvaro, would you like to go next? Uh, sure. Um, I, uh, hi, my name's Alvaro Lopez Moreno. Um, I do surreal algorithm art and industrial rap metal as worm uh in in the project wormtooth uh if you uh want to go you could find it at wormtooth.net or follow me on underscore wormtooth on instagram or twitter underscore wormtooth on twitter as well um and that's i mean that's really kind of about it i also have like a couple other music projects uh you can check out i guess coca-cola scarface which you can find on spotify and um the bad twins which you can find also on spotify uh nola uh hi i'm nola Thau. you can find me uh running the show over at women write about comics um i also write for comics xf and you can find me on basically all social media at nola Thau. uh that's n-o-l-a-p-f-a-u and do not try to explain comics to me. <laughs> uh, Clavy. Yeah. Um, hi, friends. Uh, I'm Clavy. You can find me playing Magic the Gathering and tabletop games on the internet. Uh, you can find me playing Magic uh, on a lot of streams in the community, but also on a channel that I co-host with friends. It's twitch.tv uh, CNC Power Hour. And you can also find me playing uh, a D&D campaign uh, with the Venture Maidens. Uh, that's twitch.tv, the Venture Maidens. Uh, and yeah, you can find me anywhere online at mtg underscore Clavy. And Liz. Hello, everyone. I'm Elizabeth. I don't really have much of an online presence, but I love video games and I love D&D. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at birdie underscore cuckoo. That's B-I-R-D-I-E underscore K-U-K-U. Uh, you have been listening to Established Property Playhouse Ravnica. Our theme music uh, is by People Need Goals, which you can find on Twitter at, at People Need Goals. And our uh, cover art was by uh, Re. Uh, you can find on Twitter at, at Re Dan. E E L O L I V A R uh readolivar.com and uh yeah make sure to check out the other shows that we have done for established property playhouse with me as the GM and different crews uh the current series is going to be updating weekly and above all thank you for listening check out more of our work at EstablishedPropertyPlayhouse.com or on Twitter at EstProPlayhouse.
And remember, there is no 10th guild.